what yeah, happened with too. Barbie and Oppenheimer was there they were made events before you got to the theater. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Oh, Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? We have an excellent episode to get into with you all. We are so thrilled to be with you again. Uh, we're going to try some hashtag genuine review. Hashtag, uh, hashtag yeah, genuine review. That's us. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, and so we're going to do it. That's that's what we're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Marcus and I are going to talk a little bit about the comic book store run we went on. Nice. Brian's going to talk about movies that make a lot of money. We're going to talk about a lot of different things yeah, yeah, tonight, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, rubber band banks in our pockets or in the pockets of people who make money. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, I, by the way, it took Ti to make me aware of what that was. Rubber band. <laughs> what rubber band? Thanks. I just got it. Yes, I just got it. You ain't got it because it's around the roll. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This guy yeah. in the room wow. got it. All right. Well, I'm okay. here. I, you know, I, it's my fault for assuming that everybody knows that in the cultural difference. There was kind of that with Jennifer Aniston this weekend and Jamie Foxx. There was a whole. There's a. There's, what? Okay. <laughs> Jamie Foxx made a post, right? Okay. About okay. basically the post is among black people, what you say, how you communicate to watch your back. Like you always need to watch the friends that you hang out with is okay. by saying like you need to watch out for the Judases in your circle, right? Even Jesus oh, okay. had every even right. Jesus had a Judas yeah. in his circle, essentially. Sure. Jimmy Fox That's shared right. a post like that and yeah. he got a lot of backlash, I think, from what? potentially the Jewish community, I think. Um, and but it was huh. because Jennifer Aniston shared it in her story, but didn't understand the cultural reference. Great. Oh, that he great. was like it was like kind of like a dog whistle. But to yeah. black people, it was like a cultural dog whistle. Like you, if you know, you know. But yeah. right, other people chiming in didn't really. It was a whole thing. It was a whole, oh, amazing was like trending on Twitter or X, All right. or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Don't every time, every time thing. some, every time somebody no. says it, they're like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta I guess I gotta hop on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean X. I'm like, like it's slowly just... becoming like a porn site, like X Premium. Okay, like, what does that I, mean? Look, I <laughs> need to say something to the design team of Twitter, and you're still Twitter to me or X, whatever. Twitter X. Anyway, for my Android phone, if I get notifications, I get three X's in my notification bar oh. at the top of my phone. So <laughs> if I'm just creatures. checking my lock screen, I got triple X on there. It definitely looks like I'm watching. I like I have notifications from adult content sites. Which, if that's your thing, that's cool. But like, but why would you get notifications me? from the Bang Bus? Everybody, this is, this is how I was like in my mind. I'm like, who would have notifications on for Pornhub? Like that seems. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not here to judge anyone's lifestyle. I, I just. Might. I, well, I was surprised because I was like, I, "This is what is X? Why do I have three X's in my notification bar?" And then I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that's right. This is Twitter now. And then I deleted it from my home screen. <laughs> yeah, that's And while smart. we're complaining about social pages, listen, let's do it. Threads did not add shit to uh, their like to their app. 
Nope. How that that and they they've gone off a cliff. I'm not going to cite a source because we're not a social media podcast, but I did read something where it was like they already have lost half their users from when yep. they signed up, and yep. it's just brands now just yep. talking to each other, which I feel like is very. I don't know if anyone's read the book Snow Crash, but like the idea of like personified brands just trying to like be cool on the internet is it's like exactly what it is. That's some like cyberpunk it's, stuff. Guys, it's it's brands and Doug Wagner. Like that's smooth. <laughs> that's it. Doug Wagner hey, are you a as brand? a brand. Hey, are you brand? Have you met my friend Doug? It's gonna be me just paying pass back and forth oh, between God. brands. Is what's gonna it's happen. gonna be all the brands trying to court trying to try, yeah, yeah. Like, trying to hey, seduce tell me what you could do for me. It's like best I'm the only real guy around. here. Um, well, this, we're already off to a great start, but we're gonna yes, make sure everybody is thoroughly introed and welcomed so i'm gonna kick it on down to a one marcus j destin aka marcus. hell and a half shell marcus how you feeling yeah. i'm good we here we had a we had a great um you know just left a wonderful birthday party happy birthday to winter uh, warren nice. um you know happy birthday to my mom her birthday was also this past Ooh, yeah. uh, saturday yeah. she went out karaoke and all of that you know her happy so, birthday yeah august is big on birthdays but you know we're having a It'll good be. time semester's about to start I'm ready for all the distractions that the students are about to bring. Absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, yeah, it was a great birthday. You and I were both there. It was a good day. It was a great nice. day to be outside. It was nice. The weather here is awesome. Like, yeah, so nice. Was, uh, it was a great time. Great day. So, great day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian. Hello. Uh, AKA Leo Nardo. That's uh, me. Brian, how you feeling? I'm feeling great to be here because I'm really excited to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, especially now that we kind of took basically the better part of three weeks to be like, okay, we want to like, we want to play by the rules, sag, review. Yep. but we don't understand it, which is why for folks that were like, oh, like, where's your Barbie review? Where's your Oppenheimer review, which are current things that were released. I'm not promoting them. Uh, but I know people were like asking me like, hey, are you doing a review? So we we just hit the brakes because we don't want to do anything that would uh, basically not be supportive of the SAG-AFRA uh, strike. So we're we're in solidarity with them. So that's why we took some time off and we're we from review from like a, a review to figure out how do we do this. So we're going to as a PSA, we're going to do tur Ninja Turtles review tonight as a genuine review. And we'll tell you genuine more what review. that means. Um, so I'm excited to get back into reviewing because I think it's something that we do really well. And then uh, I got to take my kids to Ninja Turtles, which was really awesome. special. Um, yeah, it was an awesome day. I, it was my four year old um, and my six year old and a you know, a huge thing of popcorn and three sodas. So obviously and that Nicole was like 40 Kidman. bucks. <laughs> The, the funny thing about that was I had to run and get straws because there was an incident. And um, <laughs> essentially I was like, I okay, stay, stay in your chairs. And they're like, well, you're going to miss the movie. And I was like, the nice lady is talking about movies on the screen. As long as she's talking and I, I have time, I'll be right back. So Nicole Kidman to them is just, she turned into a babysitter. Back. 
I mean, she was basically the comforting woman on the screen that was like, your dad's coming back and I'm going to tell you about the magic of movies. So Don't thanks, Nicole Kidman. You comforted my children while I had to go get straws. So yeah, we're, we're doing great here. Brian, I'm so glad that you shared that crisis because there are incidents that take place when you take two kids somewhere and oh you have gosh. a choice. You're like, I could bring them with me and then yes. it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Or I could or I could yep leave them here yep. and then hope that my wife doesn't get mad when i say that i left them there i mean uh, it's you know it's it's a it's a toss-up uh i see chris Schulten's in the chat eager to see what you think of the changes to the lore yeah i feel like there is uh <laughs> there, there were some changes in this movie from the comics a lot uh it looks like roman is still on twitter which is i love that I I love or X X Stop. gonna give it to you. Um, nope. So, uh, but yes, Doug, I I empathize with that as a fellow parent because you're like, okay, I got I got maybe like five minutes before the youngest turns like rogue and just starts poking people. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was comforted though because I was like, this is a movie theater full of parents, so I don't think anything's yeah. gonna happen. Like, if yeah, something different. were yeah, to happen, different. there's an entire room of parents. So, yeah. I, you know. I, you know, I wouldn't do that in Oppenheimer. Well, I guess I wouldn't bring my children to that. Why would you bring your kids to Oppenheimer? Yeah, your kids really... You know what <laughs> Liam really wants to know? Liam really wants to know how the nuclear bomb was just you know, created and the motivations behind it. For and, three and hours. For three hours. Oh, for three hours. For three hours. Ooh. That's two Ninja Ooh. Turtle movies for everybody <laughs> at home. Two of them. You can watch it twice. So yeah, the theater was, I think that's something we got to talk about later that the theater was just filled with a bunch of parents, like so much. So any bumping usually would annoy people in a movie theater, but the, the lady who sat weirdly directly in front of me, like, I know okay. you can pick your own seats, but once you realize you're about 30 minutes into a movie and that nobody okay. else is showing up and that the rest oh. of the rows are free, can you please move the fuck around? Like just, <laughs> we are so great in here and everybody was so tired. Like, the yes. seat police was about to come in here and just kick you out of the damn recliner. Like, why are you still sitting like, in front of me? There's rows are open and available. I know for a fact, I shouldn't say this, but I overheard the, the our AMC staff. I called out a theater. Oh, well. But they're like, yeah, we barely have enough people like to do tickets. Like, you want to go in the theater and check seats? And I was like, oh, okay, so I can we just we can just sit wherever we want. Got it. Unless someone narks. But um, but that was a discussion I overheard a few months ago. And I was like, it's okay. really the only time you have to worry about it is if it's like it's sold out. Right. Then, yes, you need to sit. Oh, in your don't be that jerk. Yeah. But, a but but a, but a 210 showing on a Saturday, nobody gives a We're shit. We're half like, the theaters open. Nobody yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one cares. Douglas uh, Wagner. Doug, tell us how you are. I'm doing quite Terrible. well. Good. Um, I have a headache that just won't quit today. But you know what? Other than that, I'm doing outstanding. I'm training for a half marathon at the end of the month. Hey! So, uh, I ran... 11 miles on friday because oh. that's what you have to do to train and oh, so no it's a lot but i'm getting a ton of reading done so i want to do okay. a quick plug for books that are on any type of audio mm -hmm. format type of reading yes because audio i books. get to just zone out yes. so if you're the type of person that's like man when am i gonna read a book read it while you exercise because that's yep. the best way to do it yep. so yep. um 
Other than that, yeah, I went to the birthday party. I had a very wholesome kid moment today. Oh, uh, very excited nice. for this kid. And Marcus is muted, but telling us that he witnessed the moment. Um, <laughs> you know that your mic's not working. There it is. How did you know that? That's what I was saying. Because I could read lips. I witnessed wow. it. I did. Witness uh, yeah, he it. said wow. I witnessed it. I witnessed um, it. <laughs> he he said that because oh, I could read lips. What the fuck you, was that? I just because I feel like. What else were you saying? Yeah, was, fuck your kids. Like, you kids. That's not what you were. That's not what you were saying. <laughs> I feel like it's like a real big left turn here. <laughs> like I'm confident enough that you're like, oh, it's kids again. Like that's I know that's not what you were doing. Which, by the way, we've been hanging out with each other for two days, two days straight. Yeah, like, you oh, me, happy. me, Harrison, Doug, me, yeah. Harrison, Doug Harper. Yeah, that's basically what it's been. But yeah. here's what I'll say. So, um, this was a birthday party that involved a pinata. And there oh, were a lot no. of kids. My kids didn't know all the kids. So I told Harrison, I said, go hang out near the pinata. Kennedy's coming. That's how pinatas work. And he was like, sold. Harper, right. on the other hand, was sitting on the sidewalk behind Marcus and I, who were talking, like playing with sticks. And I said, don't you want to go wait for candy? She goes, nope, I got my sticks. I'm all set. I'm like, yep. okay. Would you That's like? familiar. Yep. And so anyway, after the pinata broke, Harrison rushed over, grabbed what he could, <laughs> but then he walks over to Harper and he gives her, he's like, I got you some too. And I literally went, there it is. That's it. Like, I, like, I was like, fuck, crushed it. Like, I even stopped him. I was oh, like, man. I am so proud of you. Yeah, like, that, that was, was an huge. incredible, bro. especially because so I nice. just got done telling another parent that parenting is a little bit like golfing in the sense, like you play one good hole, but the other 18 are kind of dog shit and you're not having fun. And so like, I, that was it. I was like, I looked at Marcus and I go, there's my good hole right there. That's it for today. And in true and in true fashion, Marcus witnessed this as we were trying to leave the park today. I said, Harper, it's time to leave. She felt personally victimized she that did. she didn't get pushed on the swing. She so did. she starts running the Don't opposite know. direction from where we're parking. Just Amazing. Running. Amazing. Behind her going like, I didn't get a turn to get pushed. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, there it is. So I saw both sides. It was a big swing today. It was good. I, you know, it was, it was, you know what? And I knew that Harris, there was the most genuine moment because when Doug stopped Harrison to tell him how proud of him he was, which I thought was a big dad moment, right? I think we should have more of those of like, your kid do, does something great, even if it's the little things, absolutely big them up, like, and let them know that that's yeah. important, right? Because if they yeah. were to get in trouble, in my mind, you would like, be like, they would get in I'd trouble make a big, big time. I'd make a big deal You'd make a big he, deal out of that. Something that was on the same end of the spectrum, but terrible. Like right. if it was on completely the other side, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. So, but Harrison looks so confused of like, why are you telling me this? Like, yes, of course I bought my sister some, some, you know, some candy in a game. Like, yeah, who do you sure. think I am? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> right. What am I a monster? Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Who'd you raise? You raised me. So right. I thought that was dope. I thought that was yeah. absolutely fire. So we got a couple questions in the chat. Actually, we're going to take All a little right. bit of a detour. Let's I kind of want to, there's two comments in the chat. You can join the Patreon or you can join us live weekly. Um, follow us on socials at Films in Black and White. Um, if you're Googling us, follow us at Films in Black and White Podcast. That's the best way you're going to find us. Um, Roman Meyer said, Doug, what is your mile pace? And Chris Shelton says, don't do it, Doug. Half marathon suck. I only got through mine with all my friends texting me throughout. Doug, tell us a little bit about yeah. your half marathon, your prep to it. How does it tie into this comic books, movies, music? <laughs> like, is there any inspiration from this to that? 
why are you running? Talk to us a little bit. Well, about why are you America. doing it? Yeah, why, why are, you are you doing, doing this? Um, I'm kind of doing it because I just decided that I wanted to. Like, oh, I nice. sort of like, I wasn't like, you know what would be great? Uh, I'm going to, I, this is, most people are like, they pick a date like six months from that date. And they're like, I'm going to do this. I registered for this like a week ago. Amazing. Like, and, and I'm like, you know great. what? I'm just going to do it now to be fair. Uh, and in my defense, I have been running three to five to six miles. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Folks, Roman Myers in our chat saying it's just the yum he likes. Oh my God. Go check out our last episode if you really that want to know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. Um, that has shaken me to my core. I just kind of was like, word. you know what? I and I did a 5k over the 4th of July, and I was like, this was fun. Like, I enjoyed like the, the spirit of it. I kind of have been getting in more into running lately as this like personal, like mental challenge. Okay. Um, and even today I had a six mile run that I had to do today and I started running and I got about like a quarter of a mile and in between home and that quarter of a mile, I went, oof, I don't know if I can do this today, but the mental, yeah. the mental grit of being able to say like, nope, I said I had to do six. I'm not coming home unless I run six miles. Like nice. I just kind of stuck to it. So I've appreciated that. Um, right now my mile time ranges between, like a nine minute mile and a seven fifty eight minute mile is Holy where I'm running currently. Um, the nine is usually a slower pace. Um, the first day that I did 12 miles, cause I've done 12. The first day I did 12, I ran that at a 10 just because I didn't, I've never done that before. So I was like, let's just take it nice and slow, Holy. but I'm running somewhere between. So on average, like an eight twenty five. Um, is where I'm wow. usually sitting mile wise. Wow. Um, is that good for those of us that don't know times I, and things like that? Is that good? I mean, it's pretty good. Like, I, I, I mean, it's I, under 10 minutes. Yeah, I would say it's all relative, right? Like, if you're brand new to running and you run an 11 minute mile, that's great. Like, I would say any like set the bar in this. We're not a welcome to fitness in black and white. Like, I would say like any like any range here if you're just getting off the couch and you're like, I run three miles, but it's an 11 minute pace. Great. Good for you. Like you're doing something new. You're challenging yourself. You're trying to stay healthy. I would say for those who are trying to do it competitively, like I'm let's put it this way. When I did the 5k, there were two people in my age group that were brothers that were competing and they finished it in 1853. And so they were booking it. <laughs> 18 minutes Holy yeah smokes. 18 minutes and so they were running a sub six minute mile for portions of it so i'm not Thank i'm you. not there but it's i'm happy with my effort my goal is to finish the 13 mile endeavor in about two hours is what i'm looking to finish it well at. roman myers is saying that's pretty solid i, well, I think you. it's pretty solid uh, as a runner i, I mean i the fact that you're there before I, that's phenomenal yeah. yeah the fact that you just pick up running and just want to start doing some shit like that just seems i don't know what the madman behind you is thinking but it's <laughs> I, I think it's incredible and i think that that's um that's pretty dope and, know, I'll, and, and I'll share the connection. So the connection is, and I shared this with Brian and Marcus. Maybe I'll post it in the in the Patreon. I posted a link. I had a Spotify playlist that was all movie theme, like movie themes. You did. And so really, Roman, it's kind of just like that. Like I kind of just started and I was like, I just felt like going. Like I just, it's just kind of, and the more I do it, 
I don't know if I'm chasing the runner's high, but like the more I do it, the more jazzed I am about it. Um, But I have this playlist that is a cultivated 5K playlist that is like it starts off with like a theme song from the amazing spider-man like the like the movie with andrew garfield and then it just goes movie theme excuse me movie theme to movie theme after that and so maybe i'll share that in the patreon because it's i i i got through it and i was like if you look at my split times on that the first mile it was like seven minute 30 pace like because i was just fucking amped and then it drops way off because i (laughs) that's when the 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 adrenaline sort of waned a little bit um but yeah i'll post that there because it was a lot of fun but that's sort of the connection but look at you thanks you for get wonder Thank woman's wrath in there that's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, it's yeah. gonna be your finisher i'm gonna good. have to, i'll have to put that halfway through um but gentlemen we have to play a lovely little game we like to call catch that quotable catch that quotable the silky sounds of marcus j uh gentlemen I would like to make it very clear that if you don't respond with hit me, it throws me off. Both of you last week were like the last both of you last week were like, bring it on. I was like, what the fuck is this? Bring it on. I created a monster. You kind of did. I'm ready, Brian. I'm ready. Two of you ready for this week's quote. Hit me. All right, here we go. People say that it can't work black and white. Well, here wow. we make it work every day. I'm sorry, like the theme, you need to like say the, that again. This is very specific. <laughs> Just go. People in. say that it can't work, black and white. Well, here we make it work every day. Okay, is this a movie? Is this a movie? Is yep. this a movie? <laughs> yes, it is. And it, it, uh, yeah, Doug, it's not Django, by the way. So I, all right, all right. Thanks. Thanks oh, geez. All Thanks. right. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yes. Um, okay. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is either. If I'm being honest. So yeah. Maybe, Part I of mean, me thinks it might be a like a movie with animals in it. Like I could see it being like a like a Madagascar three. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel I mean, like I, I feel like Roman picked this one on purpose. If I'm just being honest, right? The yeah. black and white hint. Very specific, you know. I like the vibe, but I have no idea what this movie. I was thinking The Office, if I'm just being honest. Okay, it's a TV show. Uh We don't typically do TV shows. Oh, I thought you were saying the the movie The Office or or Office Space. Never mind. That's Office Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where they they beat the shit out of a printer, isn't it? (sighs) Yes, they do. I also Uh, could see it being the movie Office Space. Oh, no, no, not Office Space. I The movie Pleasantville, because that's a movie that starts in black and white and then switches to color. Like, but I don't, I don't know. This is very that's, specific. Ro- yes, Roman, can we get a hint? Well, it's been a while since we asked for a hint. Even, Roman, can we get a hint? I, we are going to ask I'm, for a hint. I don't know what the hell this is. I, I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue. People say right. you can't do it in black and white, but blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not really. Yeah. Um, would you care? I could look it up and give you a hint. Yeah, let's. Uh, Roman oh, sports, sports, sports. sports. Uh, now I'm thinking. Okay, okay, everybody. Okay, so we get speed round one guess. I'm gonna think it's. Um, I'm gonna think it's. Uh, what's the football? Remember the Titans. Uh, that would be oh. yeah. Remember the Titans. That's the, that's it. Yeah, or it could be a basketball movie or something like that. I don't know, but I'm gonna say remember the Titans. Okay. Yeah. Brian? 
Uh, I don't, I'm throwing it away. Hot Shots, which was like a baseball Ooh. comedy parody movie. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Bend It Like Beckham because I think uh, the soccer balls are black and white. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Wow. Well, okay. Look it up, I guess. Yeah, there we go. Yep. That's there a go. genuine Owen Wilson. This wow. Is... Wow. 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 Well, all right, wow. Marcus. Wow. There you go. Remember the Titans. Is it? Yep, you got it, sir. Ah, race relations wins again. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Oh race relations wins right. again. The whole basis of those movies outside of sports is race. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is just yeah. the you know, that, that's just the, the basis of it. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I think that was um, like Hayden Panettiere's one of her first movies too. It was, was her it? older it was her older care it was her older version of herself in that movie too. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Cheryl is the name of the character and old Cheryl is the one who says it, or at least according to IMDB is the one that gives her the, the amazing credit. Yeah, amazing. Well, there you have it. Uh, we'll take a reduced payout, I guess. Payout, payout, payout. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot because we asked for him. That's fine. For we'll him. take him remember the Titans. Yeah, also, remember Montgomery, fine. Alabama. Oh, just, yeah, for you sure. Know, you know, I'm not going to say anything else about that. that. That's just a hilarious video. <laughs> I don't condone violence, but no. I thought that um, was funny as hell. We're up to $35. We have $35 for a charity. Put it on the big one. Hey. Oh, um, yeah. Can we. I asked Marcus this question. Can we talk? Can we talk about Lizzo for a minute? Because I'm, I keep oh, seeing boy. headlines for her, and I just, I'm kind of baffled. I'm kind of baffled at the shit that's coming out from there. By the way, okay. we did not talk about this. So we I, didn't. I mean, but I'm hung up on it. Uh, I'm hung. Okay. I've only it. read one thing. I feel like I'm prepared to talk about it. Me too. But like I don't know. No, you lead us in this. No, no, no. You've already introduced <sighs> it. So go ahead. This is your fault. There so. are rumors yeah. that a lot of. I think there's even a lawsuit from her former mm -hmm. background dancers from her tour are suing her for creating hostile working conditions. Mm -hmm. And some of the things are like, she made us, she was like a perfectionist. Like she kept making us routines. She kept us past mealtimes and break times. But there are also like, those are the reasonable things that are coming out of this. There are non-reasonable things that are coming out of this that are wild as hell that I keep hearing about. And I keep seeing jokes about on on threads that make me laugh my ass off but some of the like rumors are like they made me eat a banana out of a very sensitive area like mm -hmm. i'm being trying to keep this above board because mm -hmm. i could go gross with it um but they and there's a part of me that's like god damn is that is, i mean is that even fact is that even accurate like that just seems wild what are you right. asking us here <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm asking it. anything. I'm just saying, like, man, that shit's wild. I've got nothing other to say than, man, that's wild. It <laughs> is. It's disheartening, right? Like, it is right. like, you know, Lizzo is this front face. Don't know anything personally about Lizzo or anything, or how uh -uh. true it is or how not true it is, right? But front facing, Lizzo is this lovable person that is very body positive, um, very yeah. like be who you want to be type vibe. Everybody kind of loves loves Lizzo. So to yeah. see these reports come out, not just about Lizzo, but also her dance choreography director, I believe some of that is the, is like who it's directed towards too as well. You know, it is, it's disheartening and sad. And I'm kind of interested not to tie it to this directly, but indirectly, Kevin Spacey was found, you know, not, not guilty. guilty for all of the charges that 
were put against him. So kind of in both of these situations, what it makes me look at is, and even including the Jonathan Major situation, once, let's say somebody is guilty or not guilty, public opinion does what for these people? Does it bring you back? Is it helpful? Is it hurtful? Once a decision is made or something like this comes out, can you ever really come back from Great question. This, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reading I'm reading the the charges that are are briefly explained, and I, I you know I, we make it you know we make it clear that we believe survivor you know survivors and people that come yeah. to speak out about this stuff, uh, pretty routinely, uh, and this definitely feels th- this situation definitely feels very nuanced because it seems yeah. that the the there are three people that brought allegations that it was a hostile work environment and then lizzo released a statement i'm reading on on instagram saying that these people had publicly admitted that their behavior was inappropriate and they were uh yeah like basically it i can't really read what's what's going on here i had but the headlines definitely definitely are not great, especially for someone like Lizzo, who I feel like has, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before, but I mean, she has really, her profile has become well known, uh, just who she is as a person. I think a lot of people like that. So it's, it's really disheartening to see this, this type of thing and these types of allegations. So, and and yeah, there is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that is, (laughs) I, I got to the, just reading what these folks are saying is just kind of like really okay i but it's it seems very sensationalized too i yeah. don't know like on both ends right like for for folks that are talking about lizzo herself um is is what i'm trying to aim at here um and yeah. i also so it's just it's a lot uh, it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot kind of sure. set us up with the okie doke here because we were not prepared to talk about this but i do think you know, I don't know. There's a conversation that says like what happens next, right? Yeah. Um, yeah I think that goes for everything that like even the Jonathan Major stuff right. too. It's sort of like we're all and I think that that's maybe the bigger thread and maybe more pertinent to our discussion other than the my original topic which was oh this is wild as shit <laughs> is the what next. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt. No, it's oh, no no no. I I just think we never know what's next and public opinion can change based off of the popularity of something. In this, and this is my personal opinion. If Lizzo goes and drops a phenomenal album around the same time, mm-hmm. kind of like Tory Lane situation, everybody has been kind of weirdly supporting or not supporting Tory Lane's in this whole case thing. And like he was yeah. dropping music, people were still listening. And it was like, oh, he didn't do right. it. Like, look at all this talent he got. Y'all gonna lock this up behind jail? Jeez. But it's like it's oh, a weird gosh. conversation to put talent over um, over accountability, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, good like, point. If you you can't do that, it shouldn't be a conversation, right? But if somebody fucks up big time, they have to be held accountable. But we live in such a fickle and such a oversaturated news world and news cycle yeah. and pop culture, everything. It kind of gets forgotten about because are we supposed to be mentally able to keep up with everything that somebody does? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And And I would argue probably not. Like, I think that that's just the society. I mean, some people can, but I, that's not my, I'm not the target audience for that at all. uh -uh. So my question for y'all is when stuff like this does happen to popular people that you know, that you follow, that you are like fans of, what is your usual 
pattern, like after things like this happens. Announcement comes out, you hear some bad shit about somebody, like what is your, do you just, it's like, that's it, I'm wiping my hands clean and like, fuck them. Or what is your, do you, can you come back? Is there a possibility of like redemption? Like Kanye West, is anybody over the Kanye West stuff? Is everybody kind of like, you know, his music is still being played and streamed. Here's, 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 here's the, so when stuff like that happens, if it's somebody I really like, like, I'll be like, oh man, I really hope that's not true. Like Mm -hmm. it's cause there's, that's my knee jerk reaction. It's like, oh man, I really hope that's not true, but I'm always prepared that it is. Right. Yeah. Like I'm always prepared, like, well, I'll be in a holding pattern. I never like to, I never say anything publicly about this type of stuff, but, um, but I always am in a, oh man, I hope that's not true. When it's people though, like Kanye West, I'm like, oh no, that makes sense. Like there's this, there's just like, unfortunately, there's just a portion of it that's like, oof, yep, that's <sighs> guys, that yeah. guy's kind of crazy town, USA. Mm-hmm. So like for in this situation, I was like, when this all came out, I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Lizzo? Like they're mm-hmm. like I, I've she has been nothing but like a beacon of positivity in all interactions. And from the people I know who really like her music, that's what she is for them. So there's been a part of me that's like, I don't know. And then I kind of just wait for it to come out in the wash because I'm like, it's the truth will come to the light eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. Like eventually there will be some level of closure on or it. Won't. Or there won't. And I, either way, I will probably have moved on at that point <laughs> in time. Right. But well, usually my knee jerk is. I hope that's not true, but <laughs> yeah, it, when, whenever this stuff comes out, my knee jerk is always just, Oh, that's not good. Like th- this is not good <laughs> behavior. I mean, I just finished reading a lot of the allegations here. Like nobody should feel like they have to work somewhere that they absolutely hate and they mm-hmm. don't no. feel respected. Nobody deserves that. That's not okay. And I, I think what's hard about it is that because I think the thing that makes it hard for me too is like we usually learn about it on social media and social media does this thing where it removes all context, right? You just want the one soundbite. You just want the one screenshot. And that's how our lizard brains work sometimes, right? We want to make it simple because our lives are super complicated and nuanced. And so it's always hard. I I still struggle with it. Like I don't have a really well-defined answer because it's always just one of those things of like celebrity a did thing B and that's, that doesn't look good or that doesn't feel right. And you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, that doesn't feel right, but <laughs> that I don't doesn't know. Feel right. I don't know. Do I like, how do I, what do I do with this information? Right. Right. Yeah. right because yeah. it's like, I don't know. It, it's just a lot of complicated feelings because you want to be supportive of the people that were wronged. You want to be supportive of that. Yeah. And then you're like, but does that mean like I, I can just never reference or talk about this person mm-hmm. or, and that doesn't seem right. Cause it, there's factual things that happened, right. It, you can't just completely, you know, it's just, it's a lot that uh, you have to find a way to just, I don't know. I, I'm even stumbling with it here, right? Because we don't know these people. Personally. No, sure don't. that's the reality of it. And and the reality is you probably never will. Yeah. And nope. I, you can say like, yeah, I don't like that stuff, but I do like this product or this experience that this person mm-hmm. made me feel. And some people can put those two things aside. Two people can set, like people can, they separate can separate that. the, some, a lot of people and, do have know, this ability to separate the art from the artist. And right? I don't, yeah. 
Right. And I don't I don't look down on those people at all, mm. like just as the same way of other people being like, I can't separate it. Like I hear this song. And this is all I think about. And it's like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I get like, why you wouldn't want to do that. E, yeah. Yeah. He's a big one. Right. Like if someone was like, please don't play that. It's mm-hmm. going to bring up a lot of bad feelings for me. I'd be like, OK, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, or I, I, you know, but old Kanye for me, like like the the college dropout that shit comes on i'm like this motherfucker well, didn't miss like there's just so... a part but he's just like but now i'm like i've avoided his newer stuff just because of, i feel like that's more of who he's become and so i guess he has that song where he's like you want the old kanye there's a part of me it's like yeah man that'd be real great <laughs> well like uh, that would be real nice and like, i think I- with i mean if we're specifically talking about kanye like when i was in college when doug and i were in college at the same yeah, time man. that was the soundtrack to mm. our time in college oh, like, there was a there was a kanye song for almost every part of the college experience that's true that we were yeah. going through at that time even graduation like yeah and yeah. so it's for me it's like oh looking back it's like oh he does, he's he's not he's he, he needs something. I don't know what, he but he needs something. Um, but, but that music is completely always intertwined with my experience. Um, yeah. Now, would I like go down my neighborhood street blasting Kanye out of my I car? Do. No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, I would not. <laughs> I do do that. You know, so, so it's like, it's, I don't know. I just feel like these types of situations, it's just a little bit more nuanced, but we never want to have that conversation because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's all it's it's these knee jerks, right? So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. My question, my answer is I don't really know how I feel about it. It's I'm fine. still figuring it out. I, I don't. I definitely don't think that there's a right answer to it. There is, um, and 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 that's okay. Like it's up to you personally. Whatever yeah, it is yeah. that you decide is your moral like line in the stands. There's there are certain things that I I just think that there's a line in the stand like in the sand for just things I won't tolerate and like racism bigotry homophobia right. like that kind of stuff like no absolutely yeah. not especially people no that will double down and bite you know they will bite the mm. bullet and defend mm-hmm. that shit and down that oh. hill i'm cool like r kelly real cool don't need All that set. music like you know what i mean like that music ain't no. that important to me that i feel like i can overlook the things that were done and like the things that he said because right. there are moments where though that stuff they there are people that can separate the art from the artist there are moments where that stuff leaks over where the art 100%. and the artists leak and combine because how can you, it's kind of like this whole philosophy when I was growing up, it was like work is work and personal is personal. Like you don't, there, there's a line in the sands, but nowadays there isn't much separation between the two because who you are in your personal life, kind of like if somebody gets canceled on the internet because of racist stuff they said on their Twitter or whatever the case may be, they find these people jobs and they will yeah. like the jobs will fire them for not standing up to whatever the mission and vision of that oh, place yeah. is, right? And so yeah. I think that at some point there are certain people where that intersection happens and you can't separate the art from the artist. And yeah, for me, I'm not it's I'm not not a Lizzo fan. I'm also not a like a hater of Lizzo. Mm-hmm. So this one I can just kind of sit back and just be like, oh, yeah. this will be interesting. That- I think that's the other thing, too, is that I, I enjoy Lizzo's music, but I've never been someone to be like, I, I'm not I, like, I'm not somebody that's like going to go to a concert yeah, right away right. or no anything either. like that. Or I'm like recommending it to everybody. I'm like, oh, this like her music vibes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it with this stuff, it's not I don't know. I 
I, I really hope I, again, I, I just hope everybody in that situation gets, gets what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, glad I could play a little bit of chaos. Yeah. I enjoy when Marcus and I get to switch roles every now and again, because he was hosting the shit it, out of that discussion. It, it, and it, it was, was kind of funny. See, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it was real great. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed ready it. For it. Thanks. Appreciate uh, it. See how you, did, you did great. <laughs> Um, Brian, Hello. you had some topics around movies that make a lot of money. That you yes. Yeah. Yes. Or, sorry, Brian, what do you got? Hey folks. So I have a piece from the LA times here talking about two movies that have hit $1 billion this summer. The first one is about a video game plumber that we all know about. And then the other one is Barbie, which recently came out. We have not done an official review with Barbie, but Barbie hit one billion with a B Sheesh. dollars. And I, uh, I, I wanted that. to bring that up in this space because I I feel like something is happening with people that go to movies. Um, and okay. in, a, in a more specific sense, what do you all feel is happening with, with theater going audiences that, that literally Barbie and the, the video game plumber movie are are the ones that are currently pl- like one billion dollars in the box office? I think the writing's on the wall for um, what people are looking for. Um, it's kind of cheating because right. we've we've kind of talked about this in the in the chat. But I think that because Marvel has been running shit, I'm just using Marvel as an example. Comic book company, movies, yep. Marvel, Disney has been running shit and kind of have been in this cookie cutter this business of being a cookie cutter thing, right? You like, we make the thing, we know the formula. We're going to use that same formula throughout Pixar. We're going to have this cute animation, great voice cast, right. and hidden message underneath. All right, put it out. Marvel. All right, this is going to connect to something. We know there's going to be an after credit scene. This is going to be a part of, <laughs> it could be a little thing or it could be a big thing. All right, go ahead, put it out. And also oversaturate the fucking market while you do it. I think that people are getting bored. And they want some originality to the thing or something new. Like, yes, right. Barbie and Mario can start a new franchise, but I think that people would just want something new. Yeah. yeah. I think I, agree. I think the other portion of it is, and this isn't me promoting anything, but this genuine is me, review. This is me genuine giving a genuine analysis. Whoa, whoa, and review. Whoa, 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 whoa. A genuine, genuine review. A genuine review, a genuine uh, analysis of what's happening. I think that the I think that Barbie and Super Mario Brothers, which is the other movie, because it's factual. That's a movie that happened that made that a is billion a movie dollars. That happened that made a billion dollars. <laughs> um, I think those two movies did a, a these two. What's similar between them is that they have they have been able to like ingrain themselves in the cultural zeitgeist as of right now. Like if you look at Barbie, yep. Have a drink. I said, we said it like three every, times. Every time we say um, junior review, take a shot. Yep. There's another one. Um, you oh, better shit. be drunk at this point. Uh, uh, Brian, uh, I thought that was a bottle of wine. You just picked up. I was like, damn, <laughs> you came prepared. Brian was prepared. Yeah, okay, Brian. Um, this is a 1981 Pinot Grigio. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, these two did a good job of ingraining themselves in what's happening. Like in terms of like mm-hmm. the culture, like you can't look yeah. anywhere without seeing something Barbie oriented. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's everywhere. Like it's, it's all over social media. Like it is absolutely everywhere. The was other side accidental? of it. I think it was intentional, but I think, I think what they did is they intentionally put it out into the ethos. And then I think social media took it and ran with it. And I think 
the plumber movie does a great example of that because that's <laughs> what happened with Jack Black. Like oh, mm-hmm. Jack Black deserves yeah. the like the sixth man award for that movie because yes. he was like bottom build after Chris Pratt and after yes. Charlie Day and after Anna Taylor and Joy and, yeah, and sure. after yeah. all of these folks. It kind of people went. I we even. Uh, this isn't again not promoting, just stating a fact. Brittany and I and the kids watched that this weekend, and I said, Brittany was like, Who plays Bowser? I was like, That's Jack Black. She's like, No, it's not. Like, but mm. if you look, I mean, he was dressing up, the oh, peaches yeah. stuff was mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, yes. I think there was just this portion of like steam outside of the theater that pushed and carried that movie to where it needed to be. Yes. So I think that there, I think that's a lot of it. I completely agree with what Marcus says. I do think that audiences are ready for something new, but I think you compare, you add that, like they're hungry for something new and you pair that with like a, a steam engine of a marketing strategy that allows the people to market it for you by just being yep. hyped about it. Um, and it don't miss. I have questions about that, but yeah. What are your questions? Um, how do you I, and I kind of want to see what what else Brian has to What's for up? his presentation but how do you, how can you guarantee Barbenheimer seems like an accident to me right because accidentally you had these two things that completely contrasted each yeah. other in every way possible but people were creative enough to make these things kind of like 1A and 1B right yes yeah and i think that that's incredible because uh, marvel there's so much originality in that creation of Barbenheimer, right? Yes. That that to me shouldn't have happened. How do you market that on paper to say this Barbie movie and this movie about an atomic bomb, these two things will be the thing to fill a theater with two different types of audiences or people pulling a fucking double feature for both. It seems like an yep. accident. Like you can't plan that. So I I was talking uh, with Jessica Jones, friend of the podcast. Jones, uh, and uh, we were talking about this exact phenomenon. And part of it that I injected into the conversation was that I really feel like post twenty twenty, however you want to define that time period, like people, it's been it's been a rough three years, folks. We we've mm-hmm. had to look some things in the face, like death. Um, and people, when they have free time, they're not necessarily ready to like meditate on mortality. So Barbie's out here. You're, it's a guaranteed good time. It is Escapism. covered in pink and glitter. And, and you're going to have fun. Like the Brian Gosling's going to make you laugh. Um, and then she basically, she, she made a great counterpoint that like Oppenheimer also made like $500 million Mm -hmm, uh, mm or $400 million. I'll get the exact stat, but like somewhere between four to $500 million, which is that that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that is, that is a lot of money for a non-franchise film and a big bet, you know, on a historical drama, you wouldn't expect that. And I feel like there's this there, there are these two audiences that are audiences that are like, you know what? I just want the escapism. Give me my video game plumbers and my <laughs> my mm-hmm. my dolls. And then there's this other audience that is like, I am ready to engage in the question of life and how we got here and what happens after we're done and what are are the decisions we're making the right ones and if we don't make the mm. right ones, what exactly happens? Which is why I think I, and like stories of survivors, which is why I think there's kind of this like 
rebirth of horror mm. happening a little bit. Mm. Um, like there's been a mm. lot more horror movies in the past year or so, which I feel like th- like threads into that. So I, I feel like these are just two cultural things that are starting to happen. And it is wonderfully bizarre, which is what I think contributes to the Barbenheimer thing of you've got both audiences willing to engage with, you know, a shooting star that is pink covered in glitter and also with a man that is sad he made a bomb. You know, um, I just, I, I feel like that's what's happening. Brian, first off, uh, Oppenheimer passed the $500 million mark, according to a CNN article I found Amazing. yesterday. So it, you, it, it, that's, it got posted, that article posted yesterday mm, saying like, that it crossed the $500 million Bonkers, mark. bonkers to me. The other thing I'll say in terms of similarity, and I think this to an extent relates to the movie that we're going to review. So hopefully maybe mm-hmm. this is a transition. I'm not trying to rush us. But no, what perfect. I will say is, is that, both the both Barbie and Super Mario Brothers triggered some pretty significant nostalgia in the audiences yeah. that it was targeting. For sure. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the millennial generation. So Brian and I are around a point where we want to look back at the things that we played with growing up <laughs> and we want to imagine them in a different space because we all asked that question when you were playing with it, like what if super Mario was real hmm. and the movie made it feel like it could be. And so that level of like Pete, that level of nostalgia, it tickled that nostalgia portion of our brain where we went like, I've asked this question and now I'm seeing it fuck yeah this is awesome and i think that for others barbie's doing something very similarly now i'm not trying to be reductive because i haven't seen barbie but i do think that that's an element of it where it is saying like people are looking back on you played with that toy you know what it's like but what if there were deeper more complicated things going on in that world well uh, go ahead Or I can fill. I think. <laughs> uh, sorry, because I was or... trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to figure out how I wanted to say this. Okay, let me play devil's advocate, please. Let's imagine Oppenheimer, or oh, and Barbie aren't that good. I haven't seen it, so I'm just going off okay. this, right? Yeah. Let's say that they aren't that good. You know what? I really think that it is. I think that it's a combination of that accidental great marketing that happened, right? The TikTok-ish feel of we're going to take this thing and we want to be a part of the moment and the event. And what happened with Barbie and Oppenheimer was they were made events before you got to the theater. There was was an investment before I even got there. Oh, I'm going to, there are people that I know that dressed up, did the all pink. They went and then they came back and said, well, the movie was like, I, but I like, I was able to dress up and get these pictures off and make a Barbie caption. And that was what really made the moment and made them buy a ticket was it became an event and a moment. And yeah. I don't know if Super Mario Brothers kind of did the same thing because you could dress up as like Yoshi or Mario or Luigi. Like it gave you a reason to like, I'm going to dress up and go to a movie. Right. People stop doing that with Marvel movies kind of around Endgame-ish and Infinity War. That's like, oh. And that's I think that's because they positioned themselves as they, well, you have to see it to know what's going on. Not yes. because it's an event. Yeah. You have to. It's like saying yes. like it's all it feels a little bit like homework. Oh, you read 12 chapters. Well, here's the 13th. You mm-hmm. have to read it. Otherwise, you will fail the test. It's like and I remember I, I remember Over dressing it. up for Wakanda forever. I remember like we threw a an event. I think Doug was, I you know, Doug was there. 
we threw a free movie showing for in both theaters in town for all students to see wow. Wakanda Forever. And the theater was packed and people were either dressed up in African traditional African clothing or they wow. had Black Panther comic book like shirts on or yeah. was something related to the movie that made the outside moment before they got into the theater an event. And yeah. then once you got yeah. in, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother something. So I think right. my response is, Brian, mm. things aren't made an event anymore. Yeah. Like they aren't made like this big to do to, I'm going to yeah. go to the theater. I'm going to dress up and go with my friends and we right. are going to do this thing and make it not just us going to the theater just to do it. Because once like to Doug's point, I'm not, well, I don't want to go to a theater to do more homework or to see what this <laughs> connects to. Well, and that's what I feel like a, a lot of larger unnamed studios have done with cinematic universes. Um, yeah. And when you make it, an episode of like the XYZ universe, you lose some of that steam and some of that like hype. Um, Cause I was even going to say like, I feel like that happened with um, Iron Man three. Like, I don't remember anybody yeah. like dressing up as Iron Man or anything after nope. seeing the 2012 Avengers. Nope. And it was because that movie just kind of felt like, okay, this is the coda to Avengers, I guess. I don't know. I, we yeah. don't know what we're seeing. It, it was, you know, and I, I feel like the other thing is that I feel like word of mouth is just like, it, it's always going to be important. Absolutely. And Barbie's word of mouth Killed is, it. It, I mean, it was everywhere. Like, like the early showings, the, the people who went even on Fridays, influencing folks to go to it on a Sunday with sold out theaters, like, they made it like Barbie was something so unique that you had yes. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll review that at some point. I loved it. Genuine review, uh, you know, um, but it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's definitely something happening here and I'm not saying it's, I don't know if it's like the end of being hyped about cinematic universes, but there's, there's clearly something happening here and I'm curious if it's going to replicate itself mm -hmm. again to see if it that trend pans out. It could be they talk about this in economics all the time of like leading indicators and trailing indicators. This right. could be if all of the if not if the studios first start paying people what they are deserve. Let's put yes. that there. Solidarity. Let's assume they resolve that if they resolve <laughs> that and can actually do the decent thing. The next thing, the th next thing for them in this leading in like the, the research that they should be doing yeah. is, is this indicative of people don't want connected universes anymore? Because right. remember, if we flash backwards to like the amazing Spider-Man following right. Spider-Man, the, the, the bread and butter of, of studios is like bankroll was if we can build a connected universe, we don't have to oh work as hard anymore. Oh my God. Is this a leading indicator saying that like, no, Ugh. they don't need one anymore. And notice it, like, uh, and notice, and, and notice there's not been a huge clamor from, uh, from illumination or whoever did that movie, which I think is universal. Um, yeah, it is. There's not been a big clamor for them to say like, oh, now we have to go out and we have to make a whole fucking thing. That's all <laughs> of this Nintendo characters. I mean, I just they, assumed they would. Well, that's, coming. All like that's coming. Yeah. We <laughs> all have assumed, but it's never been announced. Yeah. So maybe it's they're saying like, what if that just stands alone for a little while and we let that shit breathe? Right. And then right when people start to forget about it, 
that's when we'll do the sequel. We're not I mean, going to rush to push this shit out as much. Well, th- there's something that's to be said about the success of Sonic, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Also, like Sonic Great as point. the first movie and then Sonic as a sequel. I think they both equally did. They were good. just as good, and they Genuine, were good yeah. movies, right? Yeah. And, you know, genuine review, hashtag genuine review. Jesus but, um, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said about Sonic. I also think that that's a little bit hard, right? Because now you've introduced two concepts that I think if the studios are as diabolical as they could be, you use both. You want to mm-hmm. go, first of all, the st- yes. Okay, let me step into a moment where if I was consulting and advising, um, <laughs> right after they adjusted, not ugly Sonic, Sonic. Not, not human, ugly not Sonic. human teeth Sonic. No, 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 no. Um, I'm gonna step into a moment of what I would do if I was the studios, not to, and I don't know that they don't do this already. They should have a giant, it should be kind of like the, the, the music industry. Drake is not dropping the same time that Travis Scott was right. dropping. Right. And in mm. the world of capitalism and in the world of consumption, wouldn't it be now? Now, there are situations where you have a Travis Scott drop with a Post Malone, but that's because those two can survive on their own. Those are and two, two very different, different vibes, in right. my opinion. Right. And mm. I think there's a place for both in, yes. in, that, in that scheme, in that grand schema. I think the studios, if they were smart, would have a calendar. They know when each other is dropping and then you promote each other and like you allow space for each one because it's hard to have. I'm saying that because it's hard to have a moment or an event when every week feels like a blockbuster moment. Uh, Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. It's all if everything is special, nothing is exactly. exactly. Every movie can't be the number one movie in the world. Like that's not. Yeah, that's just audiences not are raving. Yeah, like, everybody <laughs> ain't raving about the three damn movies that dropped this week. I don't have the money to uh, go see especially Barbie, the... Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant right. Ninja Turtle. I just right. don't have it. I mean, go back and see our episode where Brian gave his presentation about the price <laughs> of movie tickets. You guys, like, price controls. Yeah, we need price controls right away. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I just think, I think if studios were smart, if y'all really want to make some money amongst each other, and you can have moments where you compete with like the B-list movies or whatever the case may be, but if you want to make more events like a Barbie and an Oppenheimer, you have to create more space for these moments to happen. And I say the same with Marvel. It's easy for me to dress up as Thor, Captain America, Incredible Hulk when the first Avengers movie drop, because that's a moment. I'm going to dress up yeah. as my favorite character. We're seeing them all, but I'm not going to dress up as Iron Man for every single movie that <laughs> Iron Man appears in. Like Civil War. Like I'm not. What am I going to wear the same thing over and over again? Like what is the difference? Like where is the moment? We're not having. Yeah. We're not allowed to have a moment. No. This mm. this feeds into our like. Uh, it was one of our June podcasts, and I can't I can't remember. But this exactly feeds into that conversation of like. You can't have everything be a blockbuster, which is why some of these $300 budget movies like Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford did didn't do well because people had a blockbuster every week in the month of June. They they were good and blocked out the IMAX like some movies blocked out IMAX so that other movies couldn't live as long. And so like you're you're talking about one of the things I learned from Doug was like. Um, when we were raising money for um, one of the student organizations that raised money for like uh, Dakotathon or the, or the kids, right? For the kids. When you live in, Clay County is one of the poorest counties in South Dakota or in the area, right? Yep. If we're all, Brian's asking for money for one right. fundraiser. Doug is asking for money in another fundraiser. I'm asking for money in another fundraiser. The market will dry itself up because everybody can't yes. give to everything. Eventually, somebody's got to make a choice and it's either... I can't give to any or I got to pick and choose my favorites, but I, I damn sure can't give to all. 
So and that's, and that's a yeah. shout out to like the AmeriCorps program I was a part of, where they taught me a lot yep. about hidden poverty, which was a concept I didn't necessarily know about because we always expect poverty to be something that's mm-hmm. s- like s- standing on the street mm-hmm. or it's something that's in a soup kitchen yep. line. But most of the time, it's not, and yep. it's 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 hidden. So if if again to the point, if we take the same concept that we did for fundraising and you apply it to the theater. If, if there are 20, 12 movies that I have to see between June 1 and August 31st, <laughs> I'm going to run out of money like yeah. at some point yeah. in time. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and you got to stop asking. Spread that shit out. Like mm. no well, one. What if you just paced yourself? I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is like I, I keep looking back at the Guardians movie in May mm. and yeah. I keep I just it is a good movie. And and we, you can re, you can listen to our review, genuine review. You can listen to it, and you can like there are really good things about it. There's a reason it got hyped, but there's also a part of me that's like, or was it just first out of the gate, yep. and everybody was just excited yeah. for a blockbuster movie, and it was and also the first weekend of the month. I don't know if I, to, and I I don't know I don't know how everybody's payday schedules work, but like first of the month, first fr- exactly first Friday of the month. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. Could it be that simple? Like, I, I, and I'm not saying it is. And I, and I, Marvel, you know, there's a whole lot more there to unpack. But with this conversation, that could have easily played a role in it. Yeah. Wonder Woman is a great example. Wonder Woman, oh, yeah. was a, Wonder Woman was a middle of fall release. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was not a. I'm going to look it up because I'm very curious. Which like, one? The 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 first the Gal Gadot or one, oh, the first Gal Gadot one that wasn't like that made in June? it. Uh, I can't, it I can't remember. Out, uh, where are you? you that was a moment, wasn't it? it that it was, was a, a moment. moment. That was a moment. And it was a moment because it was the first time you, that you got to see Wonder Woman on the big screen done in an, in a time period where it was like, oh, okay, we can effectively do this character the right yeah. way. It was June 2nd, I'm seeing on Wikipedia. Oh, shit. In United States. Mm -hmm. But no, that also kind of lines up with exactly what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. though. It's the first weekend of a month. (laughs) Like, you know, if I if I had time, I might go through and look at those like big blockbuster ones and see when they come out. Because that also yep. might be, again, in economic terms, a leading indicator. There yeah, you go. Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out on a Wednesday. Oh, is that right? Really? I think it came out on Thursday. A Thursday, which is yeah. interesting to it me that really. it dropped in the middle of, not, not in the middle of the week, but not on a... I have it as Wednesday. I have it as last Wednesday. Okay, so, so maybe yeah, they... Weird. They were trying to lead it, maybe. But music artists do that, too, right? If I know... Yeah. I'm, if I know that Friday is going to be oversaturated with a bunch of stuff, let me drop it in the middle of, let me drop my single on a Wednesday instead of dropping when Drake's going to drop his album on a fucking Friday. Yeah. And well, it's called moving on. And in yeah. our, sp- in the podcast space, they talk a lot about, they talk a lot about, and I know it cause I researched it is like, <laughs> think about the schedule of when you release and when do your competitors right. release? Right. If they release in, if you, all of your movie, competitors release on tuesday either release the day before or the day Mm -hmm. after but saturating the market with a tuesday release for a new episode ends up you get missed so the same concept applies yeah definitely anyway well great discussion 
absolutely. Thanks for facilitating that, Brian. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us pivot on over to our genuine review of Here we go. the um, our genuine review of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Marcus, mm-hmm. without promoting, mm-hmm. can you give us a barbershop <laughs> summary of Mutant Mayhem? All right, so imagine, right? What had happened was, imagine you get the art styling Sonys of Mitchell and the Machines and Into the Spider-Verse movies genuine review. That's just actually what they are. That is the art. Same art It is in the same animation style. It is the same animation style. thing that happened. So, So you take that and you combine it with the classic, our favorite you know, characters are three favorite uh, heroes in a half shell. Don- Leonardo, uh, I was about to say Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Leonardo, Donatello, <laughs> Raphael, and ah. uh, Michelangelo. Um, and and um, I'm about to say Ratatouille and Jesus, Master Splinter. <laughs> so my, my head is all over the place. So um, basically, you get this new telling of a story of the classic story that we know of our heroes in a half shell um kind of how they came to be it tells that story um it also talks about um them meeting april o'neill and what that looks like and they face this antagonist called superfly who was a mutant with a family of mutants and all he wants and all they want the turtles want and superfly want to be accepted um and both they have all had bad, bad interactions with the humans of like hating them and so basically superfly wants to get rid of all the humans turn all the animals into mutants um the turtles want to find out like we have to stop him. We want to be heroes, but they are, their original purpose of being heroes was not in the with the best intentions. Um, they wanted to be heroes so that everybody would love them and so that they could come out of the shadows. But then what they end up finding out is it is more important to just be a hero and be good. They battle Superfly. Um, they end up, you know, trying to you know find ways to let make the humans love them so that they can be a part of the outside world and not have to hide in the shadows. Great review. Nope. Great, great, great assessment. No promotion whatsoever. Let's run down. Let's run down the folks that are in this movie. So let me give you a, a summary of the cast. Micah Abbey plays Donatello. Donatello. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shimon Brown Jr. plays Mi- Michelan- Michelangelo. I almost said Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Uh, I almost made it sound super Italian. So for fancy. No Michelangelo. Yes. Um, he plays Mika- Michelangelo. Um, Nicholas Cantu plays Leonardo. Brady Noon plays Raphael. Uh, Ayo Itabiri plays April O'Neil. Um, Maya Rudolph plays Cynthia Umtron. Yep. John Cena plays Rocksteady. Hell yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen plays Bebop. Rose Byrne plays Leatherhead. Natasha Demetrio plays Wingnut. Giancarlo Esposito plays uh, Baxter Stockman. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan Amazing. plays Splinter. Ice Cube plays Superfly. Uh, Paul Rudd plays Mondo Gecko. Um, Post Malone plays Ray Filet. Um, <laughs> Hannibal, and Hannibal Burris plays Genghis Frog. Um, that's also, also Mr. Beast is in this. He's literally credited in the top 20 people of what, what role he plays Times square guy. Oh, the guy with the bag. Yeah. Okay. That checks out. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, I thought he had more of an extended role than what he was supposed to have. That was such an awkward moment. I was like, why the fuck is this background character getting so much? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's that let's do quick, uh, uh, understanding of box office for this one. Let's do it. Uh, for it did, it is still going up. So to, um, 
So to to Brian's point earlier about Barbie, it is still a machine that's oh, oh, making yeah. a ton of money. And so it did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did have to like compete with that. Um, but it did okay. Um, <laughs> where are you? It made 43, it made $28 million for the three-day weekend. Sorry, $43.1 million and then $28 million for the three-day weekend. There Got you. it. Yep. Uh, gentlemen, a genuine review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What did y'all think? What a wild ride. It was a wild ride. What a wild ride. It was a wild ride. It, so it... Um, it's good. I'd love it if that's just our review. Yeah, it was it. a wild ride. Oh, what a wild ride. All right, see you later. <laughs> well, bye, everybody. <laughs> see you. I, I, so I think that it's interesting. It's definitely, it does something new. Yes. Yes. And, and it does something new for maybe a newer audience that's coming in that doesn't know anything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot. Like the younger generation is being introduced to a whole new, like the turtles for the first time. But it does a lot of new things and introduces a lot of new concepts. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Particularly the part about like to Chris Schultz's point in the, in the piece before mm -hmm. where he said like uh, a retelling of the lore, the lore is that splinter is uh, affiliated with, he's a disgraced ninja from the foot clan mm -hmm. yep. and you know, he's trying to get away and he finds these turtles that are covered in ooze. He touches the ooze to pull them mm -hmm. out of it. And he turns into like a rat. This was a very much a different retelling of that where oh yeah Spl Splinter was a rat found the turtles they all got like any they were exposed to use and it just mutated him into something different so it's a little bit different um that way Chris great question on the other media that we've had my biggest knowledge for teenage mutant ninja turtles comes from the original actors in latex suits almost dying oh, on baby. set like 1987 88 mm. movie um yeah. that one i have some experience with the cartoon i remember the animation and the voices i don't remember very many very much of the episodes but that's predominantly my yeah. experience with the with the turtles overall Brian, yeah, Marcus? Uh, for, no for me it was definitely the 1987 cartoon series i, I remember I'm going to say like most of the plot points, but definitely not all. I've seen all the movies. I just realized that by the way, I was like, I've seen every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I read as a kid, I, I realized it was a comic and I started reading it as a comic. And then I was like, this is not for me. This is like very grim dark. And this is not, this yes. is not what I grew yeah. up with. It's so, unfortunately probably my bag because it's very dark. Yes. It's well, probably my bag. And what's funny is that I, the more I read about it when I was like in my, my middle school years was that it was, it was kind of this like direct response to like a lot of those eighties kind of comics of mm. like, there's a teen team, like the teen Titans or the mm -hmm. X-Men and they're, learning and they're mutants and they're different and they're figuring it out and like the turtles were kind of like this dark parody of it mm -hmm. almost is how i would describe it very dark. um chris Schulten's in the chat saying the comics are dark and weird yes they are i was mm -hmm. like 10 or 11 when i had my first turtles comic and it was just i was like when does it get funny it did not it, it did, did not, not. listen it, it never not. got funny it, it was not. always sad like this is real life brian 
more <laughs> these like... turtles got problems. <laughs> <laughs> these turtles are just fighting for their life, and you just want to joke. How dare you? No, honestly, what it felt like was when I read my first Turtles comic, it felt like Daredevil. That's the best comparison. Oh I can make. no, it's definitely yes. my shit. Then yeah, it is. It hundred oh, percent no. is, and it's just like sad on sadness on depression, and it's raining, and it's black and white. It's and black and white. They, they don't have different colored headbands. They all wear red ones, and I was so confused. Yeah. Anyway, are they all um, Raphael? <laughs> pretty much. Right. That's what I kept mm-hmm. asking. Um, so that's kind of the experience I've had. I don't know the deep lore. Like, I'm not going to tell you about the dinosaurs from space. I know they're there. I can't mm-hmm. tell you what their deal is, though. Um, but like, I know the basics of it, and that's okay. I, most cool. of it comes from the movies. Mm-hmm. So right. for me, it is the movies. Um, because I grew up with that. You know, my uncle was is like a big nerd and comic book guy and like movies guy and so growing up those movies were classics we i rewatched uh number oh. two was always my favorite um yeah the ooze, return of the ooze or uh, i forgot oh what return of the ooze is i mean everybody feels, i feel like everybody saw yeah, that as a kid that's yeah that's my absolute that that one i saw first and then i went back and saw the first one and yep. then you see the time traveling one so but a lot of my Ninja Turtle knowledge came from the 2003 to 2010 animated run of Ninja Turtles. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. And okay, so I didn't see that. They so that was back when they would have the same cartoon shows, but then they would adapt them to a different theme. So like it was like first it started off regular, and then one season may have been them in the future of like then oh. they get these future weapons with future turtles and like they, you know you kind of see what that I looks had like. No idea. That oh existed. god, that and to me that was like some of the best animation style and how you got to do good mm. character studies of like Leonardo was a good leader. What I'm finding now is like sure. what's, piss, what's pissing me off more, not necessarily with this movie because they're younger, so that's okay. But it's always like Leonardo and Raphael struggle with him being the leader so much and so right. often. Yeah. I don't remember growing up and like watching shit and it being that difficult or Leo having that much struggle being a leader. To me, he was always a natural born leader. So that's kind of, my iteration, Doug, I do have one of the original comics, so you don't have to sell plasma. You can just borrow it. Oh, good. I'll the, just borrow it from you. Black and white than... TMNT. Well, yeah, okay, cool. And I, and, I, and I think what made this movie stand out to me is that this this felt like one of the first iterations that actually was like, no, these are teenagers. These are, these are actual teenagers yes. that have teenage problems. So when the first conflict of the story comes up and they're like, I just want to go to a movie. Yes. That's a very teenage problem. That was my biggest issue. You know, like that was like one of my only problems as a teenager, just like, I want to go to this movie (laughs) and and I can't, I got to do homework or I have errands or whatever, but like, I want to go to this movie, um, you know, and and wanting to stay out with your friends longer. Like that's just a very teenage thing. And it felt very grounded in it. Whereas there's other iterations that maybe Michael Bay had some influence in, um, which did not feel like that. Yeah, no, and they felt like adults. Yeah, they felt like college students. Is the way it felt. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And the movies. Here's the thing, and I learned this from Shazam too. They don't know how to portray children i don't think they know what it is what it means <laughs> to don't. be a they young don't. adult versus a child versus like because people zachary levi's interpretation of being a young a high schooler senior was almost like he was a fucking 13 year old the whole yeah. time every time he transformed right and so i do think that is one of the things that they nailed in this movie 
is the relationship and Seth Rogen has talked about it in um and the other the the other co- the director of the movie talked about how they rewrote the script after yes. they saw all of the kids in the same place actually being teenagers and talking yes. They yeah. they redid the whole script because they loved how in real life they were talking over the top of each other. It was so many conversations happening at once because they're like, yeah, it's chaotic. Like really it's a little chaotic. chaotic. Right. If and you've so ever seen a I pack like of most. them, like if you've ever seen a pack of teenagers like wandering a Walmart or like out in the wild, you're kind of like, how yeah. how are you all not? How are you all not dead? Yeah, like somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But they make it work, man. Like they yeah. are just pure chaos and it, energy. It, you're hyped up. You're a hyped up teenager who's so excited to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you brought up that method of them being in the same room because you can tell. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. absolutely tell in this movie that these are four kids, four actors yeah. who are vibing and riffing off of each other. And they're able to do this stuff where they talk over each other because you're not sound mixing it. You're not trying to get the perfect thing. It, it naturally genuinely happened. Yeah. And I feel like that's where some of the comedy came through mm-hmm. came from. Um, yeah. And I mean, they to rewrite and re I mean, to redo this whole movie, I think it was like nine months and mm-hmm. still hit the still hit the release date, I think is just yeah. that's absolutely phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I I what I hope is that in future iterations of animation or whatever voice work, I really hope this is a standard because it, it, it's what makes the characters so vibrant and the dialogue so snappy. It makes it stand out from other animated movies. For sure. Completely. I feel feel like a lot of times when you get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, depending on who's telling the story, um, they either heavily hit one of the four words in it, right? You either hit, they either heavily hit, (laughs) The teenage or the mutant or <laughs> the ninja or the turtle. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Yep. And yeah. so, like in all of the different versions I've seen, I feel like the old version um with the with the latex suits and stuff like that, like they really hit the mutant, ninja ninja. Right. Yeah. It was like ninja. The, it was, they it hit was, ninja. They really hit the ninja part hard. Yeah. And that's because all of the Foot Clan looked like ninjas. They had a yeah. whole ninja school. Yep. My the go play like it was like they were that was that was they were like these are ninjas that's what they are and so much so that splinter and shredder had a history of being both ninjas prior to or in a different light well splinter talked about how he watched his master and learned from his master that's how he knew karate when he was his master's pet i think and that and that's the other thing with this movie is that story-wise, Splinter is just Splinter, like raising the turtles out of the goodness of his heart, wanting a family. And I I feel like I just need to say this for my own health. Splinter in other media is like, depending on what you watch or read, he's either a reincarnated scientist, yep. he is a yep. soldier out for revenge against yep. Shredder, yep. or he's he's just a, a sensei. Man. Yeah. <laughs> S- yeah. Sensei. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I know, I think this got greenlit for a sequel. I think I read that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could see them adapting that story like down the road if they really wanted to, like kind of like from a certain point of view type situation of like, well, actually, that's not how it went. And then having Splinter, I would know, out for revenge, whatever. I don't know if I can say this in the genuine review. That was one thing that I did not like about the movie. That's a gen- um, yeah, you can definitely that's, say that's that. A gen- oh, okay, that's yeah. a genuine review. You that's got a genuine, genuine review. review. Um, I feel like um, I did not. We'll get to that post credit scene to uh, Chris Shelton's because I, I think that that's important too, right? And 
I see you, Roman. We're not going to make Doug sell plasma, I, but you can. Guys, if you this want. is a story for another table. I passed out on the table and tried to get up while I was blacked out. I'm he not did. allowed to do it. We're going to come did. back to that later. He did. He did. <laughs> and that was a scary and didn't tell anybody. That's the other thing. Anyway. I, yeah, that's, I could go off. Please continue. Otherwise, I'll keep talking. So I feel like what I didn't like about this movie um, kind of going, let me go back to the other one. I feel like this movie in particular hit the teenage right on the head, but it yeah. did not necessarily oh, yeah. hit the ninja part. Nope. So it hit the teenage and the mutant part, hit, took it head on. Yes. It went, it really emphasized those two parts. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I didn't really get a lot of the ninja to like know how skilled they were. I feel like in this movie and that's oh. okay. Like, I feel like I wanted more of those. Monta- it was kind of quick of like, hey, I taught y'all how to do this because y'all needed to defend yourselves from the humans. But it didn't go to their skill set of how good of a ninja that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like, and I think that kind of goes to uh, what I don't like about Splinter. Splinter as a sensei made them train. He made them do all these things. This one just kind of felt, and this is not no offense, but he just kind of felt like a dad. That just like, Fuck, man. you know, like you got something against dad. Yeah. What's wrong with <laughs> no, you? I love you both. We can't, um, we can't train our children to fight, defend themselves using obviously like, dangerous Asian exploitation. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got a whole closet full of weapons. They just I, don't know which one is called. I'm to just going to, I'm just going to move on. I feel Please like, do. um, that's one thing that I, you know, Splinter, he didn't, he, in some versions, he taught himself from a book and some versions he learned from his master. And that's what made him so good. Right. This splinter kind of just taught them how to do, uh, I don't like, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. He just, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, for our listeners, Chris Shulton said, dads keep taking all the milfs. Marcus probably. <laughs> Oh Bitch. my God! Oh, wow! Jesus. Can't get that a milk without a deal. That's what they say. Bomb so, went off. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. <laughs> you said uh, no, no. The ninety-minute monster is ten minutes away. Okay, we're gonna bad. get it. We we got We got smarter. That's my bad. Um, I see your point. He feels like he's very YouTube taught. Right. Yeah. Like it's very much like, oh, I taught I watched these videos so that way you could learn how to defend yourself. So the the measurement of whether or not they're gonna the measurement of whether or not they? they're gonna do it, it's really hard to to gauge, yeah. which is why I think, Brian, to your point, a thing that got announced in an article somewhere was that this was getting a sequel. Don't yep. bring it up. I almost yeah. made it. I almost made it through my point. Um yummy. Um, is that if he's going if the if they're go if the genuine review if if they're gonna battle mm-hmm. uh shredder, that's where that's put to the test, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't seem right to me. Well, I so to me, this movie was very much just like it wasn't an origin, but it was very much like, okay, we're through the origin and now this is their first adventure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. That was how I processed it. Like they, they've been training for their entire lives. They haven't really fought anybody kind of like what I, it's either Mikey or, or Donnie. Said, like, we've, we've never actually been in a fight. Yeah. I loved that. I loved, I loved the panic, mm. panicked chaos of teenager. Like the idea of teenagers just trying to like fight their way out of a bunch of heavies. Right. Like just, yeah. I love that. I love the comedy of it. And I felt like it was, it very much felt to me like a chapter one. Obviously yeah. it's a standalone story. You, you it has, it, it is enough for a full story, 
However, it's very clearly setting up more stuff down the road. Um, and I, I agree. It, it leaned very heavy into the teenage and the mutant type things, which mm-hmm. I think is a benefit because I, it just makes it so relatable and funny. Yeah, and I think sure. that's the the piece that has missed from other pieces of media that has tried to cover this topic. Like it's just kind of been here's a set piece and there's turtles fighting. Okay, like yeah. sure, I can see CG stuff fight anytime. Um, and this was very much it gave it low stakes, but it also was threading this needle of like, how do you treat people that don't accept you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you how how do you make sense of this? And I, it did it at a very basic level. I'm not going to say this was like an advanced thesis on mm-hmm. discrimination by any means. However, I really enjoyed the part where Splinter realizes him and Superfly are, are quite literally yeah, using the good. same ideology. Yeah, um, yeah that was just, a cool moment. You know, uh, Superfly, literally, Superfly literally says... Um, come on, rat, help me out. You yep. and me, we and me both on the same page or something like that. If yeah, they just people... if they just listen to me, then mm-hmm. they'll be safe and happy. Right. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. And Superfly obviously trying to kill everybody. And mm-hmm. he's trying to be like, Yeah, Splinter, you're just like me, and having this moment of like, oh no, I'm I am, but I don't want to be. That's mm-hmm. growth, and that's yeah. good. And yeah, I, I just I feel like that is a good message in a kid's movie. I really do. Agreed. I, I feel like that's that's it's like even the slightest bit of nuance. I'm not gonna say it's nuance, but it's like a drip of nuance in this idea of like, yeah, you can you can have this philosophy and be like, nope, that's bad. I'm gonna try to do something else mm-hmm. to to I don't know just do something different. Cause I don't want to yeah. do this terrible thing that has yeah. been given to me as the only option, you know, killing sure. all of humanity. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the movie, even though mm. they didn't, I, I get what you're saying though, Marcus is that like, okay, like the no diggity sequence happened, uh, which great soundtrack, by the way. Uh, oh my, my gosh. God. I could go great on. Soundtrack. That sounds like uh, flawless. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I heard Run the Jewels and I was like, Doug's into this immediately. Like, I, I know this. Like, it happened. Didn't Run the Jewels happen twice? I want to say. Think so. Oh, no, man. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay. Now, I'm going to have to a- look. Annie Up played twice, which is Annie also up, my jam. Annie Up. That's what I heard. Who, oh, who, yes. does, who does Annie Up? Um, geez, I got it. Keep going. All right. Go ahead. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway, I heard Annie Up and I was like, this is like Doug's vibe. Also, I heard. I heard I like it raw in a children's movie. Shimmy, shimmy, oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Funkmaster Flex. Funkmaster Flex is Annie up. I apologize. I apologize. I am learning. Yeah, there yeah. some also some creative editing of that song. They did. Um, uh, yeah. They did. Also, Here's what, oh, just to add to that point, I think there's been two movies now that has proven my point that James Gunn, if you're listening, I would love if um, Superman had a hip hop playlist because <sighs> I think we saw with Transformers, they also did a hip hop New York heavy playlist because that's where the 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 movie was based in. Right. But also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did it again, once again, based in New York. So I get that you cannot yeah. have New York without having that kind of sound following behind them. And I love that they included that because that's not something that has been done in the past. Um, and so yeah. I do, I do love the fact that one of my favorite things about the turtles is they are very New York. 
right? Oh, like they, yes. they love the Knicks. They love um, anything, <laughs> anything that is New York. They're going to love it. And uh, to me, how do you not think about that also including hip hop? Because that right. is such a culture of New York. Like hip hop was born in New York in the park. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you know, that's a good point. But hip hop, Superman loving hip hop to me, like a farm boy loving hip hop. And suit yeah. up to some fucking hardcore I mean, some shit. I think that'd be fucking fly. I mean, personally, yeah. I I I think the other portion of this. I think Marcus, to your point of things, given that like that very much like New York style hip hop feel. I think that one thing I very much enjoyed of this movie was Ice Cube and his role of yes, Superfly. Definitely. He was so good mm-hmm. as a villain, and I think he was a yes. good villain for a group of teens because mm-hmm. teens are just looking for, I appreciated this message. People at that age are looking for a sense of belonging. Then you add yes. in all of their experience from their life. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to see how people of that age could be pulled off of the beaten path into a situation where they don't necessarily want to be yeah, by, a, by a character like oh, Superfly. Wow. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that, it's yeah. very easy for you to say this is a person that's like I care about you more than they do. I mean, that's the whole premise of how that's like gang culture gang, works. That's how right? gang culture works. They provide a family for wow. you. Yeah, that's exactly I didn't even how they think about works. looking at it. And that's that and that's the angle that he that they took with it with him, which I thought was just really very very well played. Oh, I also wow. really appreciate these moments where six in the morning police at my door like oh that my stuff coming from him just flies straight off marcus your secret is still safe with me um well now i'm gonna now i'm gonna say it yeah because uh, what the fuck i i asked i asked marcus while we were driving back in what felt like what the same rain noah arc noah from oh noah's arc God, experience. it was raining so bad um i asked marcus i was like was that an ice is that an ice cube song it was like, oh yeah, most definitely. And then like I looked it up and it was an iced tea song. It's and then Marcus amazing. And Marcus in the chat, he goes, I lost my black card. <laughs> it was because Britney, it was because Britney knew it. I said it. I was like, six in the morning, police at my door. Britney goes, Why are you singing iced tea? And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah. shit. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Britney Wagner. I'm not shout even out to mad Britney at for knowing that. Um, wow. So anyway, so I really appreciated those moments. Yes. Um, hands down favorite moment was like he threatened to molly wop them and then later <laughs> I think it's Michelangelo is getting beaten he goes oh no they're molly wopping me. <laughs> I, me I thought that was the funniest <laughs> moment of that entire like that Even moment but yeah, it, does, it was just very funny. There's something to be said about um, the language and the tone of which they got this movie across yeah, follow me here. It is supposed to be a kids movie, from my from all my understanding. It's yeah. still a Nickelodeon movie, but it's they PG. did. They definitely did. They definitely made this. Um, they use the words "kill." They yep. use yes, sure did. language. They did not tone this down to no. Be, you know, like a no. too kiddish of a movie. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but like it still felt like yeah, these turtles are fighting gangs, right? And they're yeah. fighting like bad people. And they're going to talk like it. Like, yes, Superfly is going to tell you, if you're not down with me, then I'm going to have to kill you. Like, that's yep. that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is. And to go back to the gang, um, the gang life and wow. the, like the family portion, that is very much true. 
there are people that will be on the streets and they will give you a little bit of money. They'll give you a little bit of cash. You know what I mean? They tell you like, all right, I'm just looking out for you. You know what I mean? I'm going to treat you like family. And then when you need a place to run to, you run to this lifestyle that is providing you a family that you may not have at home, that you may not feel accepted at school or in any point. And it kind of is, excuse me, you have to make this decision of, am I going to follow the route of Superfly Right. Or do I know what my dad taught me and trust what my parents have taught me to know when and where to go, how far to go, who to trust, whatever the case may be? Because yeah. once you adapt yeah. into that lifestyle, even his family was like, I think he was making me feel upset. Yes. I never got the option to feel my own kind of way that there is another route to take. Um, yes. And I just enjoyed that message for kids to also be like, hey, sometimes your parents may have this ideology that is just not on the up and nope. up and they actually use the language of yes we all know that my daddy you know we all know splinter is like discriminatory or they they there was another word that they used of oh, like uh, he doesn't he doesn't like humans and yeah, yeah. we recognize that's a little prejudice i think that's a little yes said. that's yeah. what he said that's like that thank you he was like we recognize that that's a little prejudice I mean, using that type of language in a movie yes is important and your execution got to be on 10 yep. and i think that they did that and i would agree the, the, and that is one of the elements that makes this movie work on every level for, from adults to kids, because I, I mean, the, the like kids in the theater that may have like, OK, like I don't fully understand that mm-hmm. the adults in the theater immediately got it. But then you're cutting to a moment that's a slapstick moment of them, like trying to sneak around Splinter and trying to get out of like Splinter yeah. planning a surprise party for mm-hmm. them while april's waiting for them and they have to leave like it 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 just it all flows so well together Mm -hmm. as a story mixing these elements and i i talking about the music really quick i feel like like when folks when big budget folks are making these movies they want to do like the flavor of the week music right they just whatever's popular put it in there it'll be more popular and i think one of the distinctive things that this movie does is it chooses music I mean, Annie up, you don't, that, that's probably a song my son has never heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, mine like, has. <laughs> I, I mean, like, just <laughs> this music that fits the vibe versus like flavor of the week is going to make it timeless. To me. Yeah. Like, it's going to make it a step above something like maybe Michael Bay did, you know, if I were yeah. to reference another film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I really do. And I feel like it gives it such, it's just, it's just so vibrant. It's yeah. so vibrant with its own voice. Genuine review. Yeah. Genuine review. Genuine review. Great movie. You know, I, I think, um, uh, I don't know what's next fully. And if I did know what was next, I would, I would not promote it on this podcast, but I do think <laughs> that there is a lot of potential for where this goes next. I want to give a shout out to Seth Rogen. Um, yeah. you know, initially when I saw his name attached to this, I leaned over to Doug right before the movie started, and I was like, "This is the guy that made that hot dog movie that was like the groceries were fucking." That was up. amazing, right? And so that movie almost made me he throw did make up. That. By he the did way, make that. excellent. Yeah. He that movie excellent. almost made me throw the hell up. Sausage and party, sausage yeah. party. God, yeah. that movie. I don't know what it was, but thinking of my food fucking was just not something I needed. <laughs> oh, that's what you took away from it. Yeah, okay. that was. Well, it was a lot of stuff going on in there, and I was like, "Well, this is gross," but. I do think it's something to be said about Seth Rogen like mm. nailing yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, and kind agreed. of like his team knowing exactly what needed to be done and and they and they everything from the casting to the direction of the story. Um I think that there's something here for everybody. 
Ah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. This I I would say I was a, I was a little shocked to see him on screen. I really hope that that's not a mm-hmm. thing that's coming. Like Who's we're now Brogan? every time they come up on the movie before the movie starts, they have to thank me for coming oh, to the movie theater. Oh my we don't need to do that. Yeah. We don't you guys, we don't need to do that. You know, I mean, the marketing strategy is that? I bought like, the ticket. I, you're not appealing to me. I know you don't want to do it. Like, let's just not do it. You don't we, have to do it. I don't this expect it for Dungeons and Dragons yeah. too. Like, yeah. you, yeah. they're clearly being held and in Mission Impossible. Oh, did it really? Yep, oh, it Top happened. Gun too. Yeah, Top Gun. No, Top Gun. Tom Cruise would like kiss you if he yeah. could. He'd be yeah. like, "I'm so happy you're at this theater." Yeah, there you go. And you'd be like, "Thank you." That's for you. Um, on the cheek, but no, it feels like these actors are being held at gunpoint, except for Tom Cruise, who wants to kiss you. Um, and they're just they're trying to get this out like without not, throwing up. Not, that's not what a it weird way, like. like when your uncle kisses you, like a like, subtle, like a, yeah, yeah. No, like Wait, Tom Cruise. How I picture you? it is like Tom no, Cruise is at the front of the theater as you're coming in. You're not. He's not at the door, what? but you mean? get up the ramp, and then he's like, "I'm so happy you're here," and he brings you in for a hug. Like the Italian like, kisses, like kisses. Yes, like, thank you. It's yes, and and he he would be respectful he, if someone was like, no, I don't want that. He'd be like, I'm just so glad you're here. I could I'm kiss you. Yep. Um, that's how I picture Tom Cruise. Like he wants to be there, and I feel like if Seth Rogen had to do that, he'd be like, I don't want to be here. I want to go eat pizza. And <laughs> you know, yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say genuine review. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was well done. Um, and so. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed it. Roman Myers said everyone's got that one <laughs> uncle. I don't know if I have that uncle, Roman Myers. I, I, think I also don't have that uncle. A, I don't know why I went with it's your uncle that kisses you. I think I was trying yeah. to think of maybe your aunt. That's a better one. Like where your aunt's like, it's so good to see you. I definitely like, have an aunt that does that. Gives that yeah. yeah, see, exactly. Just, yeah. Um, in a good way. Yeah, and, in, a, uh, in a nice way, but get the fuck out of here with that. The, the, the Brian Roush genuine review here is, uh, I didn't even get to talk about the animation style just watch this for the animation style, God, even at good. home. That was really um, good. Like for me, I would watch this even at home just for the animation style. It does this weird thing where like static images are moving mm-hmm. and it's like this weird cardboard cutout type detail, but it, it's it like feels 2D with a real. 3D twist. Like yes, comic, comic booky kind of. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. I, I can't stop staring at it. And yeah, I can't wait good. to watch it again because when it's I just that, so detailed. It's so light good. flickering at the beginning. Like you could see the light. Yes. It was something about that that stood out that I really enjoyed. Um yes. also the post credit scene, I think it was good how they introduced April O'Neil. I like what they did with her character. Um mm-hmm. and so I liked the fact this is the second time April O'Neil has been black. So like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm keep it going. That. Um, and the story that she told and the reason why she wanted to tell her story, like I enjoyed that too. Right. Um, the lore <laughs> yeah. I, I, before we go, there's something about the ending. I don't know if it's set right with me all the way of the turtles. Spoiler alert. The, the, the turtles taking off their mask and going to high school. Like they basically, the humans and the, and the mutants work together. They basically get accepted and then they get to go to high school together. Um, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that because then that kind of take away from it makes the, it gives them an alter ego that I, makes it harder for Shredder to find them if that's the route that they're going. But also it doesn't because they're just out there in the open and they're fucking giant turtles. So like I'm not I'm kind of confused by that as well. I don't think anything away from that ninja because a lot of the things about the Ninja Turtles were they did things in the shadows. And so you kind of take a 
you know, what happens when you take that away? I guess I don't know. I, Unless, I don't, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, I liked it because I've seen, I, I have experienced so much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles media where they're mm-hmm. always hiding and they're always running. That it's to me, it's refreshing that they're going to take a direction where, yeah, the turtles are out and they're going to high school because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of spaces you can grow and how they're reconciling like yeah i'm like a super ninja but i still need to pass algebra like that that to me is something exciting um i i would understand how like but i totally get where you're coming from of like how do you square this circle because part of the tension comes from they always have to run away from humans right? right and so maybe maybe we do like a masked vigilante thing where the city turns on them again maybe mm-hmm. and you know but however i do feel like there's some interesting ways they can explore it and after this, I I trust the creative team. Like I trust mm. Seth Rogen's team here yeah. to, to do it. Yeah. I guess I just wonder what the why, what the and we don't have to like this is nothing for now, just a rhetorical. I wonder why they went that route. Is it because of what the new content that they're leading into and creating? They want to be more relatable to you gotta go to school and manage being a superhero full time like that. Typical, That's a good question. You know, but what is the why? But I just thought that that was an interesting take. And then their take on the shredder. Like Shredder yes. being this person that they call in as opposed yes. to his own. Yes. I was oh waiting on gosh. them to mention the Foot Clan this entire time, and they just did not. I'm happy they didn't. I, yeah, because it's not about them, right? Like, I get well, that. And also, it feels like, again, it feels like the, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents. Like, I don't need to see them <laughs> shot 800 times. Like, I can, <laughs> I can understand that maybe there's Poor other Bruce. things going on that I don't quite understand yet. Martha. And again, remember, Splinter is a dad, and I'm not saying dads lie, but sometimes dads tell you the, okay, from a certain me. point of view, they say they will tell you the truth they think you can handle, which is I learned kung fu. So you could protect yourself versus I already knew it because of the background I had, because secretly this whole time I grew up with a ninja. That's too much information for you to understand. Okay. I could see that. I I am not promoting lying to your children. I am saying that there are moments where a lot of them, I mean, from a certain point of view, that's that's withholding information. But I understand what you're saying. Sometimes, Ryan, if you were a ninja, you'd just go <laughs> telling everybody about it. Yes. I mean, yes. I, you know, uh, like there's, the, I totally get what you're saying. Sometimes there's like, <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you about this when you're older, and that I'm yes. a master ninja and I fought Shredder. Yes. Yeah, you guys believe my kids gonna know because I'm gonna whip that bed off like Pootie Tang. I'm gonna whack out, kick out. I'm <laughs> not saying like d- be intentionally dishonest, but of, but sometimes mm. they just can't handle information, mm. so you have to put it in a way in which they can conceptually like, get it. I'm oh. not gonna be surprised if that second movie opens with S- Splinter's new story of him 100%. and Shredder, and then it cuts to the turtles, and they're like, "I like that." Now so I would you, like that. That would make us. me. That would make me think of things differently because, yeah, Shredder did. I mean, yeah, Splinter was lying to them. Maybe not, whole, you know, maybe he wasn't lying. He did have a bad interaction, but like he was just trying to protect them. Yeah. Right. So, in that, you don't give yes. them, you don't give them all the information that they need right now, which is being a dad. Right. It is. You, you, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you just order pizza for your kids in the sewer because you don't know what else to do. That happens. 
There you go. Would you rather? Would you rather be a dad or a ninja? That's really the question. He, he was also a ninja. ninja. Also, they really pushed this PG rating. I saw a man get stabbed in the face with a sword he by a giant did. rat, and they left it on screen for a solid fifteen seconds. Yep. They this is they they really pushed this PG rating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They sure did. <laughs> they they, I saw that. And I was like, damn. They did do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they could. They could. They could. That. This is going to feel clumsy because this is usually the part where we go like, hey, should we go see it? We're skipping that. Genuine review. Skip. Uh, genuine review. We told you what we think in our review. Appreciate you all hanging out and listening to I our review of uh, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, anything else that you all want to chat about before we move into the plug section? I just want to say thank you to our listeners who are, are are sticking with us and coming back for this review. The last review that we did was easily a month ago because we are we're trying to get this right. We want to make sure that we're standing in solidarity with folks who are acting and 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 write the writer strike as well and and making sure that they get they get paid what they need. Um, if, if I, we appreciate, we appreciate Roman you in the chat, Mark. Roman. And so this review may have seemed weird at times because we're trying not to be robots, but we're also trying not to promote anything and include it in a genuine review, which is what SAG told us. And shout out to Doug. Doug reached out to SAG directly and we want to be supportive email. of these unions and we want to be, uh, we want to be supporting them any way we can. And even if that's on our podcast, doing a genuine review as they have laid out to us, that's, we, that's what we, we, we didn't come do. up with that word. They no, said no. that is a term they used in the email back to me. They said, yes. if you feel like you're doing this form of take, then you are going to be okay. But if you're doing something where you're pushing people that direction, which is why we're skipping the part that says, should you go see it? We're skipping that. Yes. It's that's the reason why we're skipping it. So, um, yep. gentlemen, what that's would you like to plug? Hey, folks, uh, I don't know. You you probably didn't hear on the podcast, but right next to me is Maggie Roush, my wife, and she's working. Maggie so Roush! make sure Maggie that you Roush! go check out thelovenerds.com for all of your lifestyle blogging needs. She's over here still working hard. She she heard all of our bullshit uh, talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and she only and heard all, my side and of it. And always your side of it. Of <laughs> Unless she has the live cast up. I don't know if she does. She doesn't. Uh, she does. But yeah, she just heard me talk to myself for two hours. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, incredible. That's true love. <laughs> that's it's, it's, it's she. She's a keeper, love. folks. I'm, I'm a lucky special, guy. You guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last, anyway. last week, she was talking shit about you about the video game. This week, she listened to your entire <laughs> one sided review of, <laughs> of, 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 a, of a turtles yeah. movie. Yeah, that's she's, incredible. She's wonderful, folks. Layers. Uh, Marcus. Always make sure that you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. Um, you can go go to spreadshirt.com slash the mantra, um, and you can go buy yourself some merch. You can go listen to some music. New Soul Tie is on the way. Um, new Marcus Destin is on the way. Also, we just dropped, um, it, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be Wednesday, but Monday we dropped um, a Sunday, uh, a summer Monday playlist number two. Um, and Ooh. so we put out an entirely new playlist of which will be happening. Um, and you're saying, well, what happens when the summer's over? Don't worry. It will then turn into um, another sun, another Monday playlist. So that will be the name of the series moving forward after we get through number four. Um, so every Monday we'll just drop a playlist. It's curated for you to just play. You just press play, no skips, play it straight through with just various vibes and new music that I like. Um, make sure that you are listening in, tune in. It is available on Apple Music, Spotify, and Tidal as we speak. 
Nice. Fantastic. And I want to plug this podcast. Uh, we do some great stuff here. Appreciate everybody hanging in there, as Brian said with us as we keep going on. Um, but if you enjoyed our genuine review of Mutant Mayhem, or if you just like the gen- the podcast in general, share us with a friend. That's the best way for the podcast to gain some traction is to share us with a friend or a family member. And if you're feeling like you want to be extra special and want to be a part of the Patty family, head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and sign up for one of our tiers there. We are in the works of planning a bonus episode for our Patty family. So that is coming in here quickly. Um, But that is what we have uh, on that end. But most importantly, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what is our first step? Hey, folks. uh, You you heard Doug talk about listening to a book. So read a book. Listen to a book. You want to be efficient with your time? You want to train for a half marathon? and get your read on listen to a book you get to you get to work out and work out your mind brian that's two birds that's what that is wow. uh marcus that's what is hot. our next step you want to make sure that you drink some water Please. all right Ooh. it is hot some of the hot today was like a great day but even on the great days where it's not too hot you still want to make sure that you're getting that water intake in treat yourself to something nice treat yourself to some vase water treat yourself to that nice bottle of water if you feel like you like start doing this like that probably means you need to start drinking some water so go ahead and like pick up a glass of water and chug it real quick that's absolutely correct. And also, <laughs> even though the weather is getting nice, the new school year is just right. around the corner, and you don't want to bring the old school year with you. So go ahead and wash your ass. Grab some of that soap. Grab some of that, that whether that's some Dove or whether that's whatever you, Irish Spring, whatever you wash with, and just wash your ass. Wash your legs. The legs need to get washed. Please I wash your I legs. Hate, I'm hearing about people skipping your legs. The Don't legs are just important. Please wash your, like your ass and your more. legs. Just wash yourself um, and your body and go into that new school year with oh, a, man. on the right foot. Back uh, to school. It's happening. Right it, is, it is indeed. Um, so that does it for this week's episode of Films of Black and White. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode. But in the meantime and in the mm-hmm. between time, what? stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Word up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja 